We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. Hi, everyone. This is Christina. And this is MJ. And this is Spooky Tales, a podcast where we talk about spooky things and today werewolves. But first, Happy New Year. This is the first episode of the year of 2023. Can you believe that? That's insane. We're speaking into the future, though, because we're recording on New Year's Eve. <laughs> yes. Also, MJ's back, which is uh, nice. Yeah. We're going to pretend um, we're going to pretend this is episode 100 so that we can say we reached episode 100 together. Because this is a, this is a hundred and one, <laughs> which is just wild to me. But that's crazy. Because it's been like yeah. what we're 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 soon gonna we're going to year three, like November in, will be in next November, year. Yeah, but like but of we're on the road, yeah, to year three on the in el camino. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. So I don't know. Twenty twenty three. I feel like twenty twenty two was like super good for us. I think so. It can only go up, right? Also, thank you for the five star review, um, and then no, no, thank you for the one star review that we just had. Um, someone gave us a one star review for the bonus episode. I'm not gonna lie, though, I was a little bit jealous that I didn't piss them off. Like I wasn't there to that be it wasn't like you. Yeah, you know was what? Like... It wasn't even like something we did. It was just <laughs> they didn't like the bonus episode that we did with other podcasts, and I was like, wow, that's just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like Wednesday. What was it called? Uh, like, I pretend I don't care that people don't like me, but secretly I love it. <laughs> oh, you know what, though? The review was funny because they were like, one star, the Christmas episode was chorro. <laughs> so actually, that was kind of funny. So <laughs> sorry for giving you chorro on Christmas. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Seems like you kind of deserved it. No, right. <laughs> no, no. I mean, maybe. So, um, <laughs> yeah, werewolves, that is today's topic. But first, I have a very short listener story. And if you have any stories that you want to tell, want us to tell on the podcast, you can email spookytales at gmail.com or DM us on any of our socials. We love receiving them. Not this episode, MJ, but the last one that you are not on mm-hmm. that I did with Carmen. We got our first voice note. That was so exciting. Yay! It yeah, took two so. years. It did. It did take two years, but uh, <laughs> I, I can't blame them though because be, prior to podcasting, I would have been terrified to leave a voice message. Me too. I always want to send one into sounds like a cult. This other podcast I does listen to, but none of the topics that they cover are like things that I'm like culty about. So I'm like, I don't. I don't have a reason to send in a voice note. So anyway, if you want to send us your story in a voice note, we will play it on the podcast. So that would be cool. Yes. <laughs> um, so this person sent in an email. They said, hey, y'all, my name is Belkin. Belkan, Belkan. Sorry, I don't know. It's B-E-L-K-A-N. Belkin? Would you, you would say I, Belkin I, too? I, I don't know. Like, like... I would. It can't be. It can't be Belkan. That's weird, right? Well, uh, unless they're like in Europe, maybe. I don't think so. But you're getting the California accent, okay? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> let me just let me just continue then. <laughs> hey, y'all. My name is Belkin. My partner and I listen to you guys all the time. We share a laugh or two. 
I have one mini scary story to tell y'all. I'm originally from Guerrero, Mexico, and when I was little, I was raised Catholic. Parentheses, not so much anymore. Same. Same. We're um, bad Catholics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I lived there, there was one time when we were in mass and our church had a life-size statue of saints, San Judas Tadeo being one of them. We were in mass and I looked over and San Judas turned over and looked my way. Oh, no. What? And his hand. And oh, and with his hand, he began to lure me towards him. I was scared, but I ignored him. It happened twice, but I only vividly remember this occasion. I don't know if it's because my last name is Tadeo. Thank you, guys. Hope y'all share my story. We can't wait to hear more. Um. Wow, that would be the best reason to stop going to church. Yeah, not, <laughs> see, anything like paranormal and church related i'm like nope like i get it it's supposed to be spiritual it's supposed to be like paranormal to begin with but i'm a weenie i same and if one of the statues if i saw it move i would never ever ever return to church oh no i'd be again. like nope i i don't need i mean like i've i haven't returned to church for lesser reasons but if a statue was moving no i'd probably burn <laughs> if i step into a church honestly so you know you have said that yeah <laughs> And let's not tempt God. Let's not try it. Yeah. (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, Wow. That was a that was short, but scary. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for sending that in. And again, if you have any stories you want us to share on the podcast, email us at spookytales.gmail.com. Now on to the topic werewolves. So, MJ, what do you think when you hear werewolf? I think of what was it? Like, what is the Hey, Loka? <laughs> no. You know um, hold on. What is the... What is the meme? Bella, where ha- where the hell have you been, Loka? Yes. Let me just make sure that's the exact quote. I want to I be correct here. It, it is, where the hell have you been, Loka? Okay, that is... Um, I was going to say, I usually think of Van Helsing or, like, Europe. But, yes, actually... That is another. <laughs> my brain Bella, always, go, <laughs> always goes there. Always goes to the meme. It's like it's like in my brain and neon lights. <laughs> Legit, one time I was like trying to sleep, and then for some reason I just was thinking about that scene, and I was like, I gotta tweet about this. <laughs> Bella, where hell? Bella, where the hell have you been, Loka? <laughs> just iconic, iconic line. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I usually don't think of Latin America. That was the point of that that intro. That's where that was supposed to go. You were supposed to say something like, oh, I think of Europe. <laughs> no. <laughs> not, Twilight, Twilight. <laughs> not Twilight memes. <laughs> so uh, according to popular folklore, a werewolf is a person who shapes this into a powerful wolf, a bipedal wolf or like a half man, half wolf type thing. Sorry if I say wolf weird. I've been told that. I don't know if I do, but um, some some I have been told by some that I say it weird. So I I don't know, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, stories of werewolves date back to 2100 BC. You know, you can hear them in Greek mythology, Nordic mythology, uh, the Middle Ages in Europe. There was like werewolf trials, like the Salem witch trials, but with werewolves. In the 16th century. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Um, Maybe we can cover some stories on the Patreon for that. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to look into that. Though the word werewolf wasn't used, there have been stories 
of shape-shifting humans into animals like throughout Mm -hmm. um, i feel like all indigenous folklore Mm -hmm. right yeah so i feel like we usually don't think of latin america but we found some werewolf latin american stories so yours is from south america mine is from south america yes okay okay tell us tell us okay so i am covering el um Lobison, and I'm sorry if I pronounced it wrong. I get confused with where the accents go and where the... No, Lobison is right. Okay, good. Good job. Because I get confused about that all the time. I was like, what am I supposed to enunciate? I don't know. Well, um, I mean, how else would you... Lobison, Lobison, Lobison. Sorry, I'll I don't stop. know. I anyway. guess it depends on, like, the mood you're in, maybe. <laughs> and, like, what, where do you want to put the sass, you know? Right, right, yeah. <laughs> Um, Lobison is a legend from South America, popular in Argentina, Uruguay, Paraguay, and Brazil. Now, the Lobison changes characteristics depending on the area you are in. Some say it's a were-dog, a were-fox, a were-wolf, or like a dog-man. Dog-man. This next piece I translated, so if I'm missing anything, I apologize. It's from DestinoSanJuan.com. And according to this legend from Argentina, there was a baby born in the northern part of the country, Luison, and he was the seventh son of Tau and Kerena from Guarani mythology, who bore a curse that weighed on his parents. It is the most feared and loathed monster, a cursed spawn. The legend was so widespread and considered true that many families sacrificed their seventh son to free him from that curse. For this reason, to protect the number seven, or like the the seventh child of a marriage, people would make the seventh son a godson of the president, and you can't harm a president's family member. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And in 1907, the first official baptism was made with the president of the nation as godfather to the seventh-born children. And on March 12, 1973, President... Juan Domingo Perón legalized his custom through decree number 848, known as the Presidential Sponsorship Law, according to which the godson had access to full scholarships for primary and secondary studies. Wow. They got, I mean, they got some perks, but at the same time, like, you know, if you were the seventh child, they would have offed you <laughs> in other yeah. times, which is like sad. Not ideal, no. <laughs> But this rule did not stop people from side-eyeing seventh son who would become a werewolf and the seventh daughter who would eventually become a witch. Oh, I did not. I forgot about the witch part. Yeah. So if you're yeah. the seventh child, you're born a male, you're, uh, you'll turn into a lobison. And if you're a seventh daughter, you'd be a, a witch or a werewolf. I should say lobison because it's like I think the women are called lobisona. And they're just witches. Oh, don't don't correct me on that. But I got that from like a book that that came out a while back, which I'll go into. Oh, okay. I was going to ask what book. (laughs) The Chacuño writer. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Writer Jose Ramon Farias left his version of the werewolf in the book Argentine Myths and Legends. There he assured that the belief in the transformation of a man into an animal is very old. Herodotus records stories collected in his travels about a town that at a certain time of the year, its inhabitants transformed into werewolves. So I believe this is also part of what we were saying, the, what you were saying, the, the Greeks had stories. So he mm. wrote down a story about a town 
and they all transform into wolves. It's weird. The whole town? The whole town. And is this in Argentina? <laughs> no, this is uh, in Greek oh, mythology. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah. The, yeah, duh, the name. <laughs> mm-hmm. The name should have given it away. Yeah. But I could also see somebody in Latin America naming their kid Herodotus. I could see it happening. I don't I don't know if I could see that. <laughs> Herodot or something like that. Uh, I could see it happening. Um, <laughs> he reviewed that when Sebastian Gaboto, an explorer in the Rio de la Planta, met the Guarani Aborigines in the vicinity of present-day Itati, the idea of men turning into tigers already existed. So I'm guessing they didn't mean tigers, but they kind of probably meant like big cat, like cougar or jaguars. Jaguars. Because um, I don't think there's tigers. Is there tigers. no tigers over there? Not in Argentina, I don't think. Oh. I thought like the only big cats are... Um, Maybe they're just using it as a word for big cats. That's what I think, because I'm like, tigers don't exist on that part of the world unless they're in zoos. Um, no, yeah. The distribution of the northern tiger ranges from Costa Rica and Panama oh, to tigers. Central America and South America and Central Brazil. So there are tigers. You learn yes. something new every day. We all do. The Jesuits point out a Chacueño man disguised many native beliefs with religious clothing to facilitate the transfer of the new doctrine. In this way, some values or social rules were transmitted as taboos by telling fantastic stories. If seven sons were born in a row, the last one would be cursed by transforming into a wolf or a dog on Fridays at midnight. And it, if it was the seventh female daughter, this would be a witch. So again, as we've said before in the podcast, that um, a lot of indigenous stories then were translated or adapted by christian ideals like oh well it's you know god punishing the seventh son because they're like the devil or something mm-hmm. on brand um yes very <laughs> in this way god punishes the infidels and those who do not comply with his commands to suffer horrendous punishment like turning into a lobison or a witch our countrymen say that the werewolf can be recognized on Saturdays because he suffers severe stomach pains and his smell is unbearable. Since on Friday night, he wandered through the garbage dumps, rolled over bones, ate rotten meat, gobbled some unbaptized child and attacked every walker he found. And it's always the unbaptized child. Um, I also read that in some cases, some beliefs, I guess, they transform on Monday and Wednesday as well as Friday. So like three days out of the week. Oh. Um, again, like again, this mythology all depends on what area you're from and where you heard it. They also say that they saw him, the Lobison, shooting fire from his eyes and mouth. In Chaco, they say that it is a large black dog without a head. Or if it does have a head... It also has one short ear and one long to the ground. It drags chains and his presence produces so much terror that dogs moan and hide just by sniffing him. And that is pretty much like the the modern day Lobison stories where it's like mixed with Christianity and Catholicism and the usual. The usual. But the Guarani myth of the seventh son begins with Marangatu, the, se- the second son of the first humans, he had a daughter 
Kerena, and Kerena was so beautiful that evil spirit named Tau fell in love with her. In order to have her, Tau transformed himself into a handsome man. However, when he went to take Kerena, Kerana, my bad, Kerana, <laughs> um, mm. he was met by, and I am so sorry if I mispronounce these words, Katupairi, a good spirit. Okay, okay. Tau and Katupairi fought for seven days. On the seventh day, Tau won. He then kidnapped Kerana. This angered Arase, the god of valor. Arase cursed them to have monstrous children. Kerena and Tau only had seven children. The first one being Teju. I'm going to pronounce these in, in, in Spanish because I think that's closer to what it should be pronounced. Um, <laughs> Tehu. Hagua, a lizard dog, the second boy, Tui, a snake with the head of a parrot, the third, Monyai, a monstrous snake with horns, the fourth, Hasi Hatare, a goblin with blonde hair and deep blue eyes, the fifth son, Kurupi, was a hairy monster with a penis so large it would wrap around his body three times like a belt. Dear God. <laughs> What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so they had some strange children. <laughs> um, wow. I mean, like the rest were like, okay, okay. And then that <laughs> one was like, whoa, wow, like okay. Penis <laughs> like, oh, you're going to use your penis as a belt? Okay. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then like, apparently if he's like, you see him, you have to run away because he's like a god of fertility or something. Oh, no. <laughs> Um, Zeus type <laughs> vibes, if you know what I mean. The six okay, okay. Ow, ow, who had hooves of a cow, a body of a sheep, and the head of a wolf. The seventh and the last son was Luison, the most cursed of them all. Luison or Lobison, a shapeshifter who takes on the role similar to that of a grim reaper. Horribly ugly with long and dirty hair, he also carries with him a foul stench. He is believed to feed on the dead and rotting corpses. His curse can be transmitted, some say through bite, or in some say if the lobison passes through your legs. And if he brushes, just brushes up against you, it means you're going to die. So that is like this. And in each, chi each child from this marriage from Kerana and Tau, they each have like their own legend. So maybe in a future episode, you know, something to explore, but... Yes, yes. But yeah, so that is that is where like the story of the the Gorani myth mixed with Catholicism and created this like werewolf thing. Wow. And there is a book called uh, Lobisona by Romina Garber. I have seen that. Have you read it? No, I have not read it. But from I read the what is it? What is it called? The synopsis? That's what it's mm -hmm. called. And, synopsis? Yeah. And the main character, Manuela Azul, is an undocumented lobisona, and her mother is taken by ice, and she has to navigate this newfound world of witches and werewolves alone. Because I guess, like, her family is, like, like organized crime, and they're, like, trying to escape that, and then they come to America. But her mother is taken by ice, and then, she, you know, she's, like, on this way to find, like, this whole mystery. So I, I want to read it. Should we add it to the book club? I think we should. How are you on the book club, by the way? <laughs> the book. Not very, not very good. Is, no. <laughs> I mean, understandable with all that you had going on. 
Yeah, One day I, we will finish it, though. Well, I'm done with it because um, I downloaded an app <laughs> to literally like organize my day because like I um uh, the past Wait, what app? It's called Me Plus. OK, Me Plus. You put everything that you want to do and it's like in the morning and then afternoon and night and helps Does me it like, give you like alarms or something. If you wanted to. I turned mine oh off. Oh, my though. God. That sounds awesome because like I need that. Uh, but um, I like um, I've been making an hour a, a day of reading because I <laughs> with everything that's going on, all I've been doing is cleaning and I literally like wake up, I go and like put things in boxes. And by the time I'm done, I'm like, oh, it's been six hours. <laughs> I need to feed my children. I need to feed myself. <laughs> what yeah. am I doing? Um, but yes. And that is what I got from the Lobison. Um, I didn't find any like sightings it was mostly just mythology and like stories like that welcome to our little haunted break i want to give a shout out to the amazing patrons supporting us over on patreon and especially our newest patrons nacho mama and muna and wow we are at 21 patrons thank you again and thank you to the rest of our patrons nelly Alex and Asriel, Maribel, Gina, Mimi, Diana, Ashes, Anne, Janie, Michelle, Monica, Modesto, Perla, Jesenia, Dalia, Rene, Iris, Ghostrin, and Madtown Charity. Your support means the world to us. If you want to join the Patreon, go ahead and head on over to patreon.com slash tales. You'll gain access to bonus episodes. We try to do two a month, but always at least one. You get to vote on the movie night uh, polls where you choose the movie night that we're going to be watching and monthly goodies like stickers. And if you join the highest tier, no mames, super serious and spooky, then you get an exclusive keychain. But don't worry. If you cannot support us monetarily, then you are not missing out on anything. The best support that you can give us is just listening to our episodes here. So thank you for doing that. Cool, cool, though. We love uh, we love a mythology episode, too. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, first, I'm going to do the Lobi- Lobismen from Brazil. OK, so. Uh, apparently, apparently werewolves are really popular in Brazilian culture and Portugal, too. I don't know why. That's weird. <laughs> it's like everywhere. Yeah. So one popular type of werewolf in Brazil is the Lobis Mem. Traditionally, the Lobis Mem is a werewolf type creature, but it's also described as a ball of fire or an unusually large pig, which they seem very different. But I guess... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, it's wild that those could be the same thing. <laughs> and unlike other creatures, uh, people are at risk of becoming or transforming into this monster. Some ways you can transform into a lobby's mem is if you get bitten by one, come into contact with their blood, or, and this is where I saw a similarity with the uh, lobison, uh, aside from their name, I think it's a little similar too, mm-hmm. but... If you're the family's eighth member, like of that family, or the first son of a couple with seven daughters. Oh. Which that one is very specific. <laughs> like you're not you can't just be the eighth uh child, but you have to be the son after that many daughters, which is very weird. That is weird. Strangely specific. <laughs> Um, and if that is the case, then the son will transform into the Lobis Mem on his thirteenth birthday. 
And you can also be at risk of turning into a lobis mem as a punishment for incest or a woman having sex with a priest, which seems uncalled for. If anything, the priest should be the one turning into a lobis mem, not the woman. Yeah, because uh, oddly enough, um, I took Renaissance history and the first erotic novel was written by a priest. <laughs> you have said that before, and I don't know why we were talking about that. I don't and... know what we're talking about, but the, <laughs> the thing but is, I have like, heard you say those words before. Yes, <laughs> it's like it's never the priest who gets in trouble. And I'm like, yo. They no, it was like a priest and a nun or nuns that would anyways. Nuns plural. Oh, nuns. <laughs> yes. Whoa. Okay. Wow. Got spicy in the Renaissance time. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, <laughs> it's also said that those that have turned into the lobis mem transform into the beast on every night that there's a full moon, and others say only on Fridays when there's a full moon. So, that sounds better. The Lobis Mem are said to wander the roads and attack travelers. Mm. Uh, there was two attacks reported by a Lobis Mem, a wolf one, the half wolf mm-hmm. or dog. Uh, it was uh, in Brazil in 2008 and 2009. A woman named Kelly Martins Becker in Sao Sepe told police she was attacked on the 28th of January 2009 by a big dog that stood on its hind legs and walked like a man. She reported her terrifying encounter to the police, claiming that the monster had scratched her face and arms. The police then told the press that Kelly had been subjected to a medical examination in which the wounds had been confirmed to be present. And then in 2008, police um, in Tawa, Tawa, I don't know, Tawa, Anyway, the accent's at the end. Yes, it's, I'm telling you, it's like it like throws me off because I'm like, I don't know how these work. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go with Dawa. Received numerous reports of a half man, half wolf that was stealing sheep and breaking into houses. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was the Lobis Mem. This next one, though, I was super excited to find because like this is... This is essentially a 2020, 21st century. Wait, we're in the 21st century? I think so, yes. Is that right? Okay, okay. <laughs> I think so. I think you, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a new legend. And um, we never see those. So I was very excited to find Ooh. this tale. And also, how did I not know about this before? I don't know. But this is the story of the werewolf of Coita, Chiapas, Mexico. So, uh, I mean, usually when we hear werewolf, we don't think 2020, but but in 2020, during the beginning of the pandemic, the pandemonium, the palateria, the <laughs> panaderia, I'll stop now. <laughs> the people of Coita, Chiapas, Mexico had more than just Rona to fear oh, no. because there was tales of a werewolf. And this modern-day legend became uh, known as El Hombre Lobo de Coita, the werewolf of Coita. So, you know, it got so bad that the people of this town were locking their doors uh, every night and avoiding going out at night because of these stories. And then uh, on the 11th of April 2020, a tweet went viral. And this tweet said, and I'm going to read it in English after this. But yo no sé si sabían, pero en México hay un pueblo entero que lleva dos noches sin dormir porque hay un hombre lobo. Coita, Chiapas. 
El COVID-19 nos traerá mal, pero el hombre lobo en Coita es otro nivel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, and then now in English, I'm not sure this is known, but in Mexico, there's a whole town that has been awake for two nights because of, of a werewolf. COVID-19 is bad, but a werewolf in Coita is in an is on another level. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, well, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's probably easier to deal with Rona than a wolf man, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So this all began in a nearby town, 30 minutes from Coita, Oquilapa. So at the end of 2019, people began telling tales of a werewolf roaming in Oquilapa. Then in January 2020, there were reports of this werewolf attacking a woman. But there was no concrete evidence of any of this. But the stories, of course, continued to spread until the tale arrives in Coita in April 2020. So the first few nights of April, uh, the people of Coita, they were hearing strange sounds at night, including howling. And yeah. there was like thumps on the roofs of, you know, people's houses and reports of dead livestock. And panic was growing. And this uh, town has a local Facebook page called Coita Milenario. 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 Oh, my God. Yes, Milenario. My bad. <laughs> I'm going to pretend I didn't say that. Anyway. Um, and this page usually was just to share like local news um and to share stuff about like the culture of the town never really paranormal stories at all but on this facebook page people began you know sharing like hey has have you been hearing like weird sounds and howls and on the 7th of april the page administrator his name is jose maria he posted a question he asked ¿Has escuchado sobre el hombre lobo que ronda las calles de Oquilapa? Have you heard of the uh, werewolf that roams Oquilapa? And then comments just flooded his post, you know, asking, have you heard anything about it? Um, and people sharing, like, hey, we're hearing things here in Coita. Then he decided to post a meme as a joke on the page. This meme was like a traditional looking werewolf, like off a movie. Uh, and then he wrote the words, the werewolf has arrived in Coita. And then, much to his surprise, the meme blew up. There was uh, jokes among the comments, but there was an insane amount of comments claiming to have seen or heard this werewolf. Uh, Jose Maria thought that the pandemic was affecting people because, you know, this was like peak pandemic, like lockdowns, uh, nobody going out. So he thought like, no, this this is just people like, being bored and freaked out about the pandemic because back then I think we it was like all more a little uncertain than today where people just don't care. <laughs> yeah. Um, except for like, you know, a few that are still masking, uh, myself included. Me. I don't care. <laughs> yes. Like, what is it called? People can even like wash their legs properly and you expect me, you expect me to, to trust share them? the air exactly. with these people. <laughs> like <laughs> I am not raw, raw dogging no like unwashed booty, unwashed legs, air. Like I, <laughs> I'm not raw dogging that air. What a wild sentence, but yes, <laughs> it's wild, but it's also true. <laughs> uh, so he thought that like just the mindset of everyone in the whole town and the pandemic it was affecting people into believing this a little more because uh, they this is a very rural town it is right on the edge of like mountains and so it's normal to hear you know ocelotes pumas ocelots pumas bats jaguars there's caves there's a giant mountain like this is all in the same area so there's normally sounds that are 
animal sounds. Mm-hmm. So he he was like, no, there's no way. This has to be some sort of big cat or something. But people were scared. Three days after he posted the meme, there was an armed mob that went searching for the werewolf. They had bats, crowbars, whatever weapons they could fashion. And uh, they were searching nearby the mountain, El Cerro. And uh, Jose Maria, he felt guilty because he wanted to calm the people of Coita down. He didn't want to, like, fuel the stories more. So he was like, you know what? I'm going to go searching, too, but to prove that this isn't true. So he went live every night after April 10th uh, on Facebook in search of answers. And it was like 1 a.m. when he was live. Why would you do that? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) But everybody was awake because everybody was scared. So there was like more than 500 people that joined his first live transmission on facebook and this this fueled the stories more which is not what jose maria intended but of course it went that way what else would happen Mm -hmm. one man shared that uh when he was taking out his garbage at dawn he looked up because he heard like sounds and he saw a figure jumping more than nine feet in the air as if it were nothing and he was frightened he was like oh i've always been a skeptical (laughs) i've always been a skeptic but uh, but he he was like sure of what he saw. It was a bipedal being that was super tall, super big, and like no person should be able to jump that high. But he saw it jump that high. Um, that's what one person commented, and that was just one of many similar comments. So Jose Maria he ended his live transmission uh, because he was walking around like Coita, uh, and police saw him and approached him. I guess they were watching his live because he said. That they went up to him and said, it's all true. And he was like, what's true? What are you talking about? <laughs> he wasn't like talking to him. They just went up to him and like, mm. it's all true. So then they told him the werewolf, it's all true. And uh, they told Jose Maria that um, other some other police officers were chasing the werewolf like right now at that moment that they were talking to him. What the hell? And Jose Maria was shocked that police would would fuel these stories and participate in this like madness that he he was calling madness and the police told him that they heard they were hearing reports of like a tall being taller than six feet hairy not wearing clothes it was howling but it sounded more like a cry like he was in pain is that like sasquatch Um, right uh werewolf though (laughs) we're squatch we're squatch yes (laughs) Um, but what freaked out Jose Maria, he didn't want to believe the cops, but what freaked him out more is that he could hear the radio chatter and he could hear like that there was a pursuit taking place as the police were talking to him, which was like corroborating what the police were telling him. And he was like, no. <laughs> it's like, I'm um, going back home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And so um, what was happening at the other and the other police officers that were in this pursuit. So on the edge of Goita, there was shots being fired and four officers responded to a call to the Barrio Nuevo, what do you call it, area, neighborhood? I guess neighborhood is the right word. Mm-hmm. And so when they arrived, they saw it. Uh, it was tall. It had jumped nearly 10 feet to get away from the officers. And then it was jumping, basically running and jumping from rooftop to rooftop. And the officers were trying to chase it below and they were like shooting um, and missed. Obviously, they didn't hit this werewolf, quote, you know, air quotes, werewolf. Uh, And then it ran into the forest and they lost sight of it. That's what was reported by the police, like, (laughs) which is wild because it's like, 
I mean, they were chasing something. I don't doubt that at all. But a werewolf, like, it's hard to believe. But I mean, I don't know. <laughs> the, the rooftop thing gives me um, uh, what is it called? Science vibes. Yes, it just makes it t- more scary. Yeah. I um, hope there wasn't any scary. corn fields because then I, <laughs> right? I would have been like, <laughs> be like, <laughs> any, like, what is it called? Agnostic me? No, I'm a full believer. Diosito, help me. <laughs> um, like that meme where, uh, have you, it's like a Comedy Central show or something. I don't know what show it is. I've only seen that clip on TikTok, but there's a guy and he's being robbed and then he's like, Virgencita Maria. And then she appears. She's like, oh, oh, ahora crees? No quieras ateo? <laughs> ahora sí. That would be me. That would be like, me. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. Um, like I, I was having, I think I've said this story. I'm sorry. This is a little, a little off topic, but I, I have said this before where once I had like a horrible, horrible nightmare. It was so fucking weird. And in my nightmare, like I was sleeping and then something a voice said like, oh, you can see me now. Ha ha. And it was like an evil laugh. Mm-hmm. And it just like, I felt like so much like, you know, like anxiety, yeah, anxiety feeling yeah. in your like chest. I felt that. And I was like sweating when I woke up because I was like, what the fuck was that voice? And it was so real. And and then I I was like, I'm going to pray. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't remember. How do you and pray? I told my mom and she was like, no, que, no quieres muy atea. Oh, ahora sí, quieres rezar. And I was like, oh my gosh. Well, She's like, yes. these are the exact words of that of that skit. But yes, mom, yes. <laughs> anyway, me, so though. that would be me if I encountered this werewolf, honestly. I know, like the roof thing, no. And then if you add Mm-mm. like uh, what cornfields, hell no. <laughs> I'd be planning my funeral. <laughs> Yes. Oh, and sorry for our um, Spanish challenged friends. That was just basically my mom saying, oh, now you want to pray. Like, <laughs> now you believe. <laughs> um, but in Spanish. So <laughs> anyway, um, Jose Maria was shocked that officers were fueling this legend instead of trying to calm people down. Like he was like, they shouldn't be making this worse. And he asked the officers, like, can it be someone pulling a prank? And the officers told him this was impossible. This thing moved too fast. It jumped too high. It was too hairy. And it was too tall. <laughs> so, no. They were like, no, this is not a person. <laughs> and Jose Maria was still, like, reluctant to believe them. And they were like, okay, fine. Go to El Parque Ecologico. And this was uh, where the... Uh, the park that was like basically on the edge of the forest and the mountains mm-hmm. um, they were like go there this was the first sighting of him and he said to be there that's where he like goes back to so if you don't believe us just go there you'll see it this and... feels like a very much a uh, fuck around and find out moment right right <laughs> and so he uh, he was like okay fine so he went live the next day he asked if anyone worked at this park if they could reach out to him for an interview oh sorry this was the same this was on the same day mm-hmm. oh you know what he was live and having this conversation with officers but they were off the screen they didn't want to be mm. recorded but people on the live could hear him talking to them mm. so they could all hear the police like confirming the stories of a werewolf i would have been like if i was like one of those people listening to his live i would have been like nope i'm done i'm done yeah yeah and so then before ending his transmission on this night he asked if anyone could reach out to him that worked at this park. And then he entered the live around 3 a.m. The next day, people began posting videos on the same Facebook page of supposed howls. And 
you know, there was people walking around, looking at rooftops, holding flashlights. You could hear howling in the background. People recording inside from inside their house, you know, through the window. Mm-hmm. The page was being flooded with sightings. Many people were saying there was a rotten smell like sulfur and their animals were acting weird. And that meant the werewolf was nearby. Uh, and then, like, there was uh, one person in the town that had a, a camera, um, like a surveillance system. Mm-hmm. And this was always on. And then when he smelled this rotten smell and the animals started, like, acting weird, the dogs were barking. He was like, oh, my God, it's it's here. Mm-hmm. And he um, went to check his recording and the recording stops, like, when the smell started Ooh. randomly. Uh, so that's weird because he has footage of like other nights and it just stopped working in this moment. So, I mean, that is weird. Uh, it makes you think, mm-hmm. <laughs> makes you wonder. <laughs> and Jose Maria and the Facebook page that we're receiving a lot of recordings with Howls. It does turn out that people were, of course, you know, driving around with speakers to mess with people, which oh is just, my God. Uh, there's always, I, I mean, I could, I could see, I would never do that myself, but I could see, I knew people in high school that would probably go out and do this. Yeah. I think we <laughs> yeah. all know that there's someone in our lives where we're like, you would, you would. I'm pretty sure my brother would do this. <laughs> If there was stories of a werewolf, he would literally go and play howling music behind someone's roof or something. Like, I could see him doing that 100%. Not now, because, you know, we're adults. I would hope he wouldn't do that. But uh, five years ago, he would do this. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, the most troubling thing to Jose Maria and other people in the town is uh, the police. Because the police was usually known for being incompetent. (laughs) (laughs) um these are their words not mine okay don't go around saying that i'm a police hater i am (laughs) (laughs) but these particular officers in coita were always said to be incompetent literally not doing anything never responding to any calls just sitting around eating uh, in their cars like not doing anything and these nights all these nights they were patrolling like and actually walking around with their weapons, looking for the beast. And so people were like, okay, these mofos are never doing things. Like, they're never doing their job. And, like, now they are. That's scary. (laughs) (laughs) They were scared, too. Probably. But it's, it's worse because, like, if someone was like happened to you know be running they would they would probably just shoot him and it's like what if it wasn't the werewolf what if it was just a person you know (laughs) yes so jose maria went to the park by himself the next night where the first sighting had occurred uh looking for evidence did i say by himself my bad i meant to say he went to the park himself to see and two people went with him he wasn't by himself i I think i accidentally said that hey smart man (laughs) yes yeah And uh, they asked uh, people that lived in this particular neighborhood near the park if they had seen anything. And uh, they were receiving, you know, the same stories from people there, like in person. Yeah, uh, sounds of a howl, thumps, the smell of sulfur, a rotten smell. And one man told them, like, they were mounting, uh, they had mounted a guard of eight because they were trying to keep their home safe. So these eight men were patrolling near the mountain every night since these tales began. And on one of these nights, uh, this this gets a little weird. So on one of these nights, they were walking around patrolling uh, these eight men. And they just had like rifle. Like one of them had a, only one of them had a rifle. The rest had like a machetes and bats and stuff like that. So 
uh, well, they were patrolling near the mountain and the air got extremely chilling. They smelled sulfur and they heard crunching and mm. the leaves like crunch, crunch, crunch. Not like that. More scary. But <laughs> <laughs> insert audio here. <laughs> yes, I will. I will. It, it won't be my crunch, crunch, crunch. <laughs> and then <laughs> suddenly it was foggy, like out of nowhere. And they heard a growl. And they were like, oh, my fucking God, it's the werewolf. And they, <laughs> <laughs> the guy with the rifle started firing. Um, the dogs were barking like crazy. They heard running away from them. <laughs> and um, then they told, so they told Jose Maria this story. And then they said, we have proof of this night and that this happened. And they took Jose Maria to where this happened. And there was still footprints on the ground and there was footprints that were not human like and Jose Maria has a picture of them I'll share pictures uh, on our Instagram of the pictures he shared because he's sharing all this on the Facebook page so you can still find them Um, and yeah there are footprints and they don't look like human like it's too big it looks like the traditional like if you imagined like a werewolf print Mm -hmm. a footprint that's what it, it looked like and so I mean, it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> the footprints were there and they, according to Jose Maria and the two people that were with him, they didn't look like they were making this story up. They didn't look like they put the footprints there because they were truly afraid. So, yeah, I mean, I'm inclined to believe that they mm-hmm. saw something. Maybe it was an animal and they just, you know, were putting human features onto it. I don't know. But that they shot at something and something was there. Yeah, I believe that. I do. Yeah. Super weird. So the people in this particular neighborhood didn't think it was an hombre lobo. They actually thought that this was the young apprentice apprentice of a Nagual learning mm. how to become a Nagual himself. And he accidentally became trapped in the, his animal form. Uh, plausible i wouldn't i i that could be true yeah um especially because apparently um and i didn't write down the name accidentally but goita before it was named goita the indigenous name of goita if you translate it into spanish it's the land of the naguales oh (laughs) and brujos and brujos it's like a magical land and i mean this is chiapas this is these are beliefs people had. And then just to remind everyone what a Nagual is, we talked about them briefly. But after, you know, colonization, the Nagual, you know, is believed to be a brujo that makes a pact with the devil in order to shapeshift into an animal. However, pre-colonization beliefs and like a non-Christian view at all of this, it's believed that a Nagual is a person who is able to shapeshift into an animal and this particular animal that they shift into was like the person's animal guide and so it's just someone that can i don't know tap into this like more magical form of themselves and you know some people believe they're super evil and then some other people believe that they're just protectors of the land they keep things in balance they attack people that are like bad um they and this um i was listening to a radio ambulante episode about this i'm gonna link it in the show notes because it's super well done they're 
they're talking to Jose Maria in this whole episode. Um, so if you speak Spanish, this is 100% worth listening to. They're talking to Jose Maria. So he's telling his this whole story. They're talking to the locals. Um, so it's it's a really good episode. Um, but there's an anthropologist in the epi- in their episode. This anthropologist is saying that Nahuales, uh they um, basically keep order in the land. Like if a woman is a bad mother, they take their babies. If there's a drunkard, they attack drunkards at night. They're bad people. So, and I hadn't heard that mm-hmm. about Nahuales, but uh, but yeah, so that was interesting. Uh, some people believe this is actually a Nahual, not a werewolf. And um, Jose Maria was like, okay, I could believe that a little bit. And m- even more so because Jose Maria had a friend who claimed to know the family of the Nahual. And they tried to arrange a meeting, but then um, the friend that was going to introduce them backed out in fear because that family was said to all be a bunch of brujos. Mm. So he was scared for his life, basically. Um, And Jose Maria, he wanted to help this man if it really was an aguan. He was like, I don't want him to be trapped like this. But then another person told Jose Maria, like, you have to drop this because in order to save the Nagual, for him to transform back into a person... The only way to do that is for you to sacrifice yourself. Uh, and so, I mean, he doesn't know this person. I'm not going to die for a person I don't know, right? Like, Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. So then that was like a sign for Jose Maria. And he said, I'm going to stop looking into this. I'm going to stop looking into the werewolf. Stop searching. Um, especially because it consumed him, basically. Like, he was staying up... Uh, he was obsessing over it. Yes, yes. And he was going live every night. He was talking to people, investigating. He wasn't getting any sleep, his health, his mental health. Everything was declining. Um, so he was like, no, I need to stop. And they actually banned Werewolf Talk from the Facebook page. Um, so Talk of the Werewolf slowly diminished. And then in June 2020, it was said that there were sightings of like, a werewolf or what people thought was a werewolf, but it was like skinny, smaller, um, balding. Oh my God. Um, and they said that they saw it retire into one of the caves and it's believed that the werewolf died in one of these caves. It was balding? Yeah, like losing its hair. Wow. And yeah. mange. Yeah, yeah. So um, if it was a werewolf or not, or if it was just an animal that was like, I don't know, dying. Um, either way, this is the tale of the werewolf of Coita. I love it. Yes, I was so excited when I heard this. And again, if you know Spanish, please check out that Radio Ambulante episode. It's so good. It's way better than me telling this story. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's got to this. Um, that's probably my favorite story now. So <laughs> yeah, I love it. I wouldn't like to live it. But I like listening about it. Same. Oh, I will add that um, the tweet that I shared in the beginning of all this, it went super viral. And then the news in Mexico, news channels picked it up and were all sharing the story. And then people were, some people were like, oh, I'm going to go and look for this werewolf. And it's like, first of all, stop. This isn't like a tourist thing. Oh, God, I hate that. Yeah, and then second, people were making fun of the area and of the people of Chiapas because it was it's a highly indigenous town. And so people were like calling them names and shit. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Oh, God, I hate it. I hate that. I, I Yeah, and some people were just like, yeah, I don't I mean, I am inclined to believe something was happening. Um, 
But yeah, some people were making fun of them, which is wrong. I don't think they were wrong to for this to have happened uh, and for everyone to react this way. It was a scary time. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it was a scary time. So if even if it was just an animal, yeah, it was going to get blown out uh, of, of proportion, you know. Um, and then there was uh, some renowned like psychologists that went on the news and they were like, this is mass hysteria. Um Either way, I think something I think something was there. Was it a werewolf? I don't know, but something was definitely scaring them, I think. And people's reality is subjective, so it's very much real to them. Even if it's like Yeah. It's not what they think it is to them, it's very real. And I think I don't know. Like don't make fun of people like that. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um but yeah, that is our episode. Um a good one to bring 2023 i think <laughs> yes um do you have any spooky recommendations oh, uh, i feel like i read something and or watched something and i can't re- i watched the invitation finally oh i was gonna start that and then i something happened um how is it it's it's okay mm. okay <laughs> it's not scary you guys i don't think it's scary it's more like I want it like, okay, you know, the OG. Is it a vampire story? Yeah. It, okay. You know, it's like the OG, like Bram Stoker movie. You know how? <gasps> yes, yes. So it has a lot of those elements. Okay. It's not terrifying. You know, like I don't find that movie terrifying, but it's like a, it's, it's like entertain me for a good hour movie. Okay. No, that's good because I don't, I don't personally <clears throat> think every horror movie has to be fucking yeah. like horrifying. It's, it's um, like, yeah. Yeah. It's, I like the ending for the reason that it's not what I thought was going to happen. Okay. And I can see why, like, it happened because I'd like, I, a lot of people are like, oh, like, if you guys know the ending, People are like, why would you do that? And I'm like, I would do what she did. I'm intrigued. I'm watching this then. Okay, that's good to know. Um, I have... Well, I haven't talked about Hereditary. I watched that. But no, I don't want to talk about that today because I I just discovered it. And I think I was messaging messaging you about it, MJ. But the, the show on Hulu called Ghost in the Hood. Oh, my God. I love that show. <laughs> oh, my God. What a did fun watch. Fia- I don't know. Did one? <laughs> Yes, yes, <laughs> I did. Was so out of <laughs> So please, if you like ghost hunting shows and you're from the hood, like you're gonna love this show. It's I don't so know good. if it's supposed to be real or if it's a parody. Either way, I had a great time watching <laughs> oh it. Oh my god, I was like dying. I'm, <laughs> I'm sad there's only one season. It needs to come back because it was it's so funny and a lot of the shit that they think is shit that I was thinking as I was watching it. <laughs> yeah it's like it's the most diverse ghost hunting team you will ever see um and there's there's one episode i was it was like the first one i think but there's a medium and she was like deep breathing and then they were in the room two other people were in the room monitoring <laughs> monitoring oh my god watching the watching her um through TV, the tv or cameras whatever and they were watching her and the other uh <laughs> the other like woman on the team she's like i know she's a medium and this is spiritual but does she sound like a little too sexual to you and they were just like they just started laughing and i was like what what is what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh my god. The pinata episode, amazing. It was so good. The ending, like oh the my moment god. I saw it when they took if you know what I mean. The moment I saw it, I was like, I was like rolling on the floor. I was like, they did yes. it. They did, but they did. <laughs> it was great. Oh man. Yeah. So honestly, if you if you love a laugh with ghosts and stuff, check out this show. It's so good. <laughs> I thought it was good. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Um, 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 I can't figure out a way to a way to end this. Um, um, don't chase after werewolves. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, don't chase after werewolves. That's a good one. <laughs> we'll catch everyone next time. Stay spooky. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much to the spooky supporting us on Patreon. Your support means the world to us. And if you want to join the Patreon and get bonus episodes, monthly goodies in the mail, and more, go over to patreon.com slash spookytales. Spooky Tales is hosted by Christina and MJ, produced and edited by Christina, and is a proud member of the Cultivate Network. For more podcasts on the network, check out cultivatepodcastnetwork.com. Don't forget to check out our Spooky merch. We have Spooky shirts, we have no mammoth shirts and we have a cool hat that i just added it's like a baseball hat not like a hat hat um we also have a beanie in there and they just say a spooky on there but i'm a big fan of the hat it says a spooky in old english letters and i love it i wear it every day not because i want to go around repping the podcast but it's comfy it's a great hat you can go to spookytales.com store i'm always adding new designs But don't even worry if you cannot support us monetarily because the most important support is what you're already doing, giving us a listen. If you listen and you love what we do, feel free to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and share this with your spooky friends. Spooky season is upon us, so this is our time of year. Stay as spooky!